listener. Hi, and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vaktal, and the host of this guide to Melbourne. Melbourne Fashion Week is now over, but for one fashion designer, it's going to be one he won't forget. Today, we've got the founder and designer of Melbourne label Best Jumpers here to speak with us. He just won the 2023 National Designer Award. But first, there's been two big Collingwood openings over the last week, one belonging to one of the city's top bakeries and the other belonging to one of its best indie breweries. We're going to start with baked goods and broadsheet editor Daniela Frangos is here to tell us about the new Falco Bakery. Welcome, Daniela. Hi, Katja. Falco is one of the great Melbourne bakeries. This is the place you go for beautiful loaves of bread, very good chicken sandwiches The peanut butter and miso cookies are things that people seem to line up for every day. It's certainly a favourite in the broadsheet office, but there's also cheeseburger pies and my personal favourite, cardamom buns. They've just opened a new venue on Langridge Street near Hoddle in Collingwood. I am new to Melbourne. I moved here last year. But Falco on Smith Street, it took hold in my heart very quickly. So the original opened on Smith Street in 2019. What is the reason for adding a second venue? And tell us about the second venue. I mean, they've just been so busy and they very quickly realised they didn't quite have the production space out back to make all the things that they wanted to make. They had started doing specials and they had to basically keep the menu quite tight. So this new space, which is, it's actually maybe about three times the size, but they're able to do double the amount of food now. So who's behind it? It is the guys who opened Bar Liberty and Capitano in Carlton. Yeah, Casey Wall and the baker and co-owner is Christine Tran. When you turn up at the new Falco, I just want to make sure that readers know it might look closed, but it is not closed. Well, it looks closed because there's a maroon uh, roller door that is down. So if you go around the side, there's a little side door and you'll quickly see a bunch of people cradling some loaves. Are there any new menu items that people should know about? There will be. So basically with the added production space, they can bring back some things that they had to stop making, like the Queen Amman, and they're going to introduce some new menu items like filled bagels. So they've been selling plain bagels. Now you can get them in like sandwich form. What did you buy when you went? My favourite menu item are the sandwiches. Yeah. These are next level sandwiches. The chicken one. The chicken ones. That's all time. That is all time, but also the egg salad sandwich, which is really more of a salad sandwich. We've discussed this. Which is no shade against the sandwich. (laughs) It should not change. It is perfect as it is. It's just mostly salad over egg. Yeah. So you obviously bought a sandwich. Well, no. So this time I thought I would do something different and I bought two pies. I shared them with my housemate, but I needed to try more than one thing. Which ones? I got the cheeseburger pie, which was delicious and is actually inspired by a cheeseburger that they served at Rockwell and Sons. So Rockwell and Sons, the owners, owned beforehand a really well-known, uh, pretty iconic Melbourne burger bar. And this pie is a tribute yep. to the cheeseburger. I got that and I got a cheese and steak pie. Now, before I let you go today, Danny, you are our current baked goods correspondent. I just wanted to chat about the best vanilla slice in Australia, which you wrote about. Yep. As you mentioned, I've been on the baked goods beat. So the Baking Association of Australia... They have several awards throughout the year. This one was to award the best vanilla slice, amongst other things. The winner was a bakery in Shepparton in Victoria called North End Bakehouse. North End Bakehouse. Okay, so we should all be getting in the car. All the vanilla slice fans among us, of which I am one, should be getting in the car and heading to Shepparton. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. 
Now onto another exciting Collingwood expansion. Molly Rose is a brewery that opened in 2019. It's been a great super low-key spot for excellent sours and farmhouse ales, but there are some big changes that have been occurring at Molly Rose recently, and here to talk about it with us is Broadsheets Publications Director, Nick Connellan. Welcome. Howdy. I feel like this is an expansion or a story that you are very personally invested in, Nick. Oh, yeah. I've been buying Molly Rose beers for a really long time. And I think Nick Sandry, the the owner there, he's a really talented brewer, probably kind of one of my favourites in Australia. Um, there's not many breweries doing farmhouse and wild ales really well. In Melbourne, there's kind of La Serene and Boat Rocker and Future Mountain. And then in Tassie, you've got Two Metre Tall and then Wildflower in Sydney. And I think kind of Molly Rose plays in that pack of these really complex, beautiful ales. So they've had this space in Collingwood for a few years now, and they've now taken over the building next door. Yeah. When you used to go in there before, you would have the beer. Great. It was delicious. Go and try eight beers and they'd all be really different. Um, But then if you wanted to eat, it was a jaffle or charcuterie, which is fine. You know, I'd been there and had dinner um, after being out drinking all day and that was, it was fine. (laughs) But um, what we've got now is more like a wine bar offering, but with a, a kind of Southeast Asian slant to it. So not dissimilar to the kind of thing you get at places like Sunda or Aru, that kind of fusing, I guess, the real chefiness of a wine bar, the high quality ingredients with Southeast Asian flavours. Tell us about the the new chef yep. and I guess about the menu that he's designed. So his name's Itachai Nagam Chirai Rai. He goes by the name Biggie. So Biggie had been at Sati, which turned into Marameo, which is a really great Italian restaurant. And he was there for a number of years. Um, and I think that's where he kind of built up his general understanding of kitchens. And then he staged at uh, Lumi in South Melbourne, which is a really conceptual kind of high-end restaurant. Stage, for people who don't know, is is like an internship. He was there for about a month. And then he was also briefly at Scott Pickett's Matilda before lockdown kicked in. A really solid base. And it's allowing him to do some really interesting stuff with food. One of the dishes that's kind of piqued my interest is cuttlefish noodles. So he's getting cuttlefish and shredding it so that it has a kind of noodle texture and then also shredding fennel that's fermented and serving them together all mixed up in this tangle of cuttlefish and fennel. So we've talked before about the fact that you go to a lot of restaurants in Melbourne, around the country, around the world, and there's a wine pairing. A beer pairing is less common. Can you just talk a little bit about what they've got planned on that on that front? And also, I guess, where Nick's coming from, because beer effectively should have exactly the same reputation in terms of it being able to be paired and matched with different dishes. It drives me nuts, Kutcher. It actually drives me nuts. Like beer is insanely diverse, maybe even more diverse than wine. It can be light. You know, you can have a, a really light XPA. You can, it can be dark like a stout that has coffee and chocolate flavours. It can be really hoppy and floral. It can be sour. It can be bitter. So it's actually beautiful for matching with food. And the real kicker, is that because most beer is carbonated, it actually washes your palate between sips. So if you're having like salami or cheese or something fatty, and a lot of good foods are fatty, the beer actually washes your palate. And I should say, I've been to a lot of fine diners here where the matched, the drinks menu does feature beers. So it's not that that's brand new. I remember Bray specifically has a really excellent mix of drinks on its pairing, but I think where this is different is it's all going to be beer. Yeah, if you're in a mixed group, I know not everyone likes beer. And the great thing is that Nick's partner, 
is um, actually a winemaker herself, Kelly Jemison, and she makes wine under the Pachamama label. And so there's also a really good list of wines. Yeah, we should say that. It's not just beer at Molly Rose. You can actually go and get a beautiful glass of wine and cocktails. Yeah. Sounds like a really exciting iteration and, and chapter for Molly Rose and... Again, another one that we're very lucky to have around the corner from the office. So we'll have to go grab a drink there on Friday. Thanks, Nick. Dylan Best started fashion label Best Jumpers in 2018 after working in the menswear design teams for Ralph Lauren and Club Monaco in New York, where he also attended Parsons Fashion School. He interned and freelanced with the design teams at Derek Lamb, Band of Outsiders, 3.1 Philip Lim and Rag and Bone. And last week he was announced as the winner of the highly coveted National Design Award. Welcome, Dylan. Thanks, Katja. Thanks very much for having me. I've known Dylan for a long time, for many years, in fact. And so when the news broke that you had won this award, I was very, very excited. But I imagine for you, the feelings were pretty overwhelming. What was it like when they let you know that you'd won? Yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, well, it wasn't really expected. I was very excited to be a nominee in the first place and to be part of the Melbourne Fashion Festival. So I was really just excited for that and seeing my looks, which they showed on the runway. So when I actually had my name called out, it was a little bit surreal, but very, very exciting. There'll be some people who know your brand and others who don't. Can you tell us a little bit about Best Jumpers? Yeah, sure. We make elevated casual wear, menswear inspired pieces for both men and women. So unisex garments. We have knitwear, which is becoming a big category for us, uh, which is our new mate, 100% Merino crewneck sweaters. And then we have a mix of sort of tailored pieces, woven garments, so shirting, dress pants, which are all sort of designed to be unisex. Yeah, great. So you've had some serious experience in New York where you lived for a long time. Just tell us about how your experience at Ralph Lauren and also Club Monaco informed Best Jumpers, if at all. Absolutely. It had a huge impact on my brand and the inspiration behind it. Working in New York and studying in New York. I think my aesthetic came out of that in terms of a streetwear influence, athleisure, a little yeah. bit of prep. The thing about Ralph, it's a logo brand. It's American heritage. Yeah. When I started my brand, I wanted to create something that was also a logo brand, Yeah. but also embraced our Australian heritage. Your clothes are emblazoned with things that are pretty iconic to Australia. Correct. I mean, right now you're wearing a shirt that says no worries. Yes. Very Australian. Yeah. And you've got a wombat insignia, which has really been with the brand since day one. Yeah, definitely. And the idea is embracing uh, the Australian heritage in an eclectic, fun way on beautifully made garments. Yeah. So tell us about the collection you designed for the National Design Award. In terms of influences, we really started with one of my dad's old Ralph Lauren button-down shirts, an oversized shirt, and that sort of influenced the collection to be more woven space, so shirting yep. a little bit more tailored compared to the previous season. In the past, the National Designer Award, it's been given to Romance Was Born, Dion Lee, Tony Matachewski. How have Australian designers influenced what you do, did you think at all about the legacy that you are now part of? Um, It's absolutely amazing to have an association to winning the same award as these designers. Yeah. Yeah, brands I I really admire, like you just said, um, Dion Lee, I love, and I think... Highly technical. Yes, also having the New York edge to it, but also embracing their Australian heritage in different ways. Well, congratulations Thank uh, you. again on the award. Such a milestone for an emerging fashion brand in Australia. And 
we'll be seeing the capsule collection in David Jones. Thanks for coming in and chatting to us, Dylan, and good luck on the next chapter. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore Mel. I'll be back again on Monday. Same time, same place. Chat then. A listener production.